0: probably not clean. He suggested a competitor may have been doping. Americans were in a spending mood in June. Household spending up slightly by one percent. Restaurants and travel reap the rewards, but the Delta variant threatens to reverse that trend in the months ahead. S&P futures are down 26. This is CBS News.
1: CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Staples Connect has everything for back to school at amazing prices. Right now, Crayola 12-count colored pencil bonus packs, 10-plus-2 Crayola marker bonus packs, and Staples pencil boxes are just 97 cents each. See, your student won't just be ready for school. There'll be tons of drawings to hang on the fridge ready. We're going to need a bigger refrigerator. Visit your local Staples store or staples.com slash back to school today and get more than ready for school with amazing prices for everything on your list. Ends 9-18, limit 30. Prices may vary online. Oh,
2: oh, oh, O'Reilly. When you need auto parts,
1: OReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
0: Disney shows inclusivity in a new movie.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for.
0: Disney's Jungle Cruise debuts in theaters and Disney Plus today, and the adventure film based on the 1950s park attraction has a modern twist. One of its main characters is gay. Talking in a spot of sightseeing. McGregor Houghton, played by Jack Whitehall, doesn't explicitly come out, but he does discuss his sexuality with The Rock, who plays the film's boat captain. Whitehall says he hopes audiences enjoy that scene, especially any LGBTQ kids watching and Glad agrees, saying it's a powerful addition to a big budget film. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Jamie Lee Curtis reveals she watched with wonder and pride as her 25 year old child transitioned to a woman. The actress tells AARP's magazine Ruby is getting married next year. Curtis will officiate. She joins celebrities like Dwayne Wade and Busy Phillips, who've shown public support for their trans and non binary kids. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
1: Are you a true crime super fan? Join award-winning 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York City after party gone horribly wrong, a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial, and more. Season three coming this fall. Follow My Life of Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with my 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get
1: another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code SKY, S-K-Y, for this amazing special. CBS Sports Brief, Summer Games. Here's correspondent Steve Futterman.
2: Here in Tokyo today, the original Olympic sport, track and field, got underway. This weekend, they will crown the world's fastest man and woman as competition takes place in the 100-meter dash. At the swimming venue, the U.S. got two silvers and a bronze. First day, Americans haven't won gold. Lily King, who got one of those silvers, says Americans may be too focused only on gold. You know, we compete
4: for
0: the United States, and maybe we have extremely high standards for, for this sort of thing that doesn't excuse the fact that we haven't been celebrating silver and bronze as much as gold.
2: There was also some controversy at the pool today. American Ryan Murphy, who got silver in the men's 200-meter backstroke, suggested that not everyone competing is clean. I do believe there's there's doping in, in swimming. And a big upset in tennis, Novak Djokovic loses his semifinal match. CBS Sports Brief, Summer Games. I'm Steve Futterman in Tokyo.
1: Think about it. The pandemics reminded us that the nose is your body's filter against a constant invasion of airborne germs. But like any filter, the more it's clogged up, the less it works. Now it's easy to clean your nose with Navage. Navage uses powered suction to flush out germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you very sick. People love Navage. It has 4.7 stars with over 70,000 online reviews. Go to Navaj.com or find Navaj at Walgreens, CDS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and select Walmarts. Difficulties with everyday tasks, words and numbers, confusion in familiar environments, memory loss, and changes in behavior. These are all signs of dementia. Athens County Cares wants to create a dementia-inclusive Athens County and empower adults living with cognitive decline through a holistic program which safeguards their dignity and independence while improving their and their caregivers' quality of life. Pick up the phone and call 740-594-3535 or visit AthensCountyCares.org to learn more.
3: Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife, Carrie, and I are the owners of The Pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from The Pharmacy.
0: We celebrate life.
2: With Joe Biden and the radical left, it is always America last. While I was president, it was always America first, and our country was respected again.
0: President Trump put America first with border security, energy independence and record job creation. But in just six months, the Democrats have undone those policies. We need strong, conservative leaders in Congress to fight back.
3: Leaders like Jeff Leray.
1: I'm Steve Stivers. Representing you has been
3: the greatest honor of my life. And on August 3rd, you'll choose my successor. I'm proud to support Jeff Leray for Congress. Jeff Leray is a former law enforcement officer and a strong conservative leader who's fought to make our communities safer. Jeff Leray will fight to get people back to work, strengthen our borders, and protect our conservative values.
1: On August 3rd, please join me in support Jeff Leray for Congress. I'm Steve Stivers, and I approve this message. Paid for by Stivers for Congress. When will the danger become crystal clear? When you read another statistic, when it happens to your neighbor, when your family is shattered, when will you finally take action? Don't let another family's life fall to pieces due to the dangers of unsafe railroad crossings. Report bad railroad crossings at angelsontrack.org. That's angelsontrack.org. Because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and the station. Hey, it's Boots, and we've got you covered this week. We're talking NASCAR, driving safety, and
5: gas prices. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM.
0: Project Rise. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today. At walkms.org. I am Tech. Two, four,
1: six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw!
5: We're here on the campus of Inapt Tech with Coach Art Turf. A lot of enthusiasm here today, Coach, and a big weekend coming up with your home opener against Cinema State.
6: Well, that's right. You know, this is one of them things that college football is all about. You know, letting classes out early, getting all the students out here to the stadium. Here we are at the half shell having this pep rally going on, getting ready for the first Home ball game of the season. It's going to be the first conference ball game of the season. Everybody's looking forward to it. Enthusiasm's high, and boy, we're ready to go get them.
5: I'm sure this is going to inspire your team to their first win of the
1: year.
6: Well, that's right. You see all them boys over there on the bench. Somebody wake up Simmons over there. Uh, he needs to get inspired just like the rest of us boys. Simmons he's the one who scored
5: your uh, points last week wasn't he
6: that's right he was one responsible for our field goals and that's caused the NCAA to come up with a special category you know they usually uh, credit field goal kickers with field goals and I bet he's the first holder in NCAA football history to get credit for a field goal
5: we were talking about your game plan against Sonoma State yesterday coach and there is a big revenge factor in this ball game so I'm sure you've come up with a good game plan for this contest.
6: Well, that's right. You know, we think that we got three keys to victory, and that is lights, camera, action.
5: Sounds like an interesting game plan. We'll get into that a little bit more with Coach Art Turf right after we pause for this message. Here on campus with Coach Art Turf, and Coach, before we took our break a moment ago, you were telling me you had a three-way game plan that you we're going to use against Cinema State this
6: weekend. Well, that's right. Lights, Camera action: three parts to the game plan. That first part is the lights. You know, we uh, we uh, gonna play the ball game at night because they used to play in all their ball games in the daytime over at the Cinema State. You know, they matinee folks. So we're hoping, really, that the lights are gonna be working tomorrow. And and secondly, uh, camera part of it, we're planning on picking up our first victory of the season this week, and uh, we want to be sure and preserve this uh, victory for the history and so we want to make sure our cameras are working and, and thirdly and lastly and, and certainly most importantly is the action part of it we want the boys to go out there and perform to their best for the game plan they want we want them to be in action so we can pick up our first victory of the season
5: well certainly a lot of enthusiasm here on campus coach and we wish you the best of luck against cinema state
6: well, we got a special treat for the fans coming up. Why don't you tell them about it?
5: The Inept Tech Glee Club will be here to sing the school song, so let's
6: listen. Take it away, folks. I-N-E-P-D,
4: Inept Tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate?
1: Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. We are the mighty Inept, inept Oysters. We've found inept. our novels at our
3: You thought we forgot a sponsor? You know you would have missed it for the Art Turf Show. It has been brought to you by the sauce you would put on Oysters Oysters Raw 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 Frank's Red Hot Sauce. They put that blank on everything.
4: Mm.
1: Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head
5: coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own
1: mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf.
4: Marble is 72. Oh, it just went to 73 degrees outside. Sunny. We need some rain, but the big rain we were supposed to get yesterday didn't happen at all that I know of. At least not in our zone. Actually, the more I think about it, there were places that got two and three inches up around Worthington and all that. It's a Friday, folks. TGIF and Yabba Dabba Do. It's also nearly the end of this month of July. July 30th, the date today. And, um, you know, the oyster. Oil- the, o- the Olympics there we go I got it world of difference um the Olympics have taken over my viewing habits this last week or so um so much to watch so much um, interesting situations so much pride all that stuff and um It's really quite a thing. NBC, of course, uh, uh, has the rights this year. Uh, We do get um, some reports that we air right after NBC News at the top of the hour, certain hours of the day. And um, all in all, it seems to me like everybody's doing a great job. Well, let's see here. I need you to look up a word. Uh, I mean, I know what the word means, but I really want to hear what the dictionary has to say about it. Today is National Get Gnarly Day. Now, Scott, if you don't remember how gnarly is spelled, it starts with with a G. Yeah, I do. Okay.
3: It means there's two meanings here. First one is gnarled. That's not what we are after. Gnarly means difficult, dangerous, or challenging.
4: So they want us to get difficult. By, yeah, I
3: thought it meant something like, you know, gruff. Yeah. Or
4: tough, or. But give me the three things. Difficult, something, and challenging. Dangerous. Dangerous, get gnarly, get dangerous. Uh, challenge.
3: Uh, let's see. Hmm. What so, does gnarly mean in slang? Does gnarly mean bad? The second most common use of gnarly is to mean very difficult or bad. It is used as slang. The context around the world w- word will often show that it's about something bad as in this example ...about an accident. It looks like somebody had a gnarly accident.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't use it in that sense. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Anyway, it's National Get Gnarly Day. National Cheesecake Day. Yay! I love it. Now, I I said this morning
3: on the morning show... ...I don't know if you were listening or not... ...when I said, "Oh, Mr. Palmer... The one Dave Palmer will have fun with National Cheesecake Day this morning on Party Line. So tune in and see what he has to say about one of his favorites, cheesecake. Yeah.
4: So, yes. In fact, I'm reaching for my phone here. I want now, to tell now you, you gotta, I'm, going, I'm going to give somebody a free commercial.
3: Now you got to expand on that since I gave you a promo on your fondness for cheesecake.
4: Okay, folks, some of you will remember um, Chuck Carlson. He's gone now, but he was a professor at Ohio University and member of a number of local organizations like Rotary and so on. He, he has a son, Brian. And Brian started a business a few years back called Heaven's Sent. Cheesecakes. And if I'm not mistaken, he makes cheesecakes for a lot of different fancy restaurants around the area. But you can also call Brian and buy one. Uh, and, you know, it, I- it is absolutely awesome. So, uh, Heaven Sent Cheesecakes. And um, Brian Carlson, I think it's up on From Road, which is a, a residential area above the South Y, if you know what I mean. All right, anyway, cheesecakes. National Cheesecake Day. National System Administrator Appreciation Day. National Talk in an Elevator Day. And that's an interesting
3: point. Yeah, that's what I thought too when I saw that this
4: morning. How many times have I ridden in an elevator with with other people? Wait a minute. I hit the wrong button. Come on. How many times have I been in an elevator and not said a word with other people, right? Um, and yet, if I do, uh, I always seem to meet somebody interesting. <laughs> so, I, I have made a point of, of not not remaining silent in those situations. And it's been... Um, I've made actually a couple of friends that have lasted. Because very quickly we'll find something in common and they can help me. I can help them. You know what I mean. Anyway, National Talk in an Elevator Day. Yeah,
3: I never hear much conversation in an elevator other than, you you know, let's say if you're I don't know, in a hotel and you're riding up with people, they
4: may know each other. Oh, I pushed the wrong button. You know, no, no, not that sort of stuff. I'm talking about... I'm from Ohio, where are you from? You know? (laughs) Oh. And, um...
3: Oh, I thought you meant push the wrong button on your phone. you talking about the elevator?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see why you... Okay. Yeah, but...
3: You know, if people that know each other or that maybe if you are at
4: a... When you push a wrong button in an elevator, which causes an additional stop that wasn't needed. Yeah. It's amazing how huffy people get. Uh, Yeah, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, they get a little little gnarly.
3: Gnarly.
4: There we go. (laughs) National Whistleblower Day and National Father-in-Law Day. My father-in-law was, um, well, of course I've had two, but the the second one um, knew more about agricultural equipment, I mean like tractors and the, the big heavy agricultural equipment than anybody I've ever met. And he was a very important guy with a company called Minneapolis Moline. Now, you've heard of John Deere. You've heard of. Um, name some other companies like Troy that. Built. No, that's more yarded stuff. No, You're talking that. about heavy equipment? Like the farmers use.
3: Oh, the international harvesters. Yeah, that sort of thing. Things like that.
4: Minneapolis yeah. Moline, when it was in going. Uh, was kind of the dream stuff because it had so much more power and so much more um, design features and things like that, particularly for its day. And as I say, my father-in-law was a big deal with that company. And, you know, when we go to see the antique tractors here, a couple times a year they have them on display. People bring in their antique tractors and show them off, like at the fairgrounds and so on. Um, There are three or four guys here locally that have Minneapolis Moline tractors. Wow. Well, National Father-in-Law Day brought that about. Okay, good morning, good morning, good morning. Let's see, today is July 30th. It's the 211th day of this calendar year. 154 now remain, 154 days. On this date in 1965, our president, who is Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ, signed a measure creating Medicare which began operating the following year. That was a big deal. I guess we don't need to do anything more there. Um, birthdays. Bud Seeley, 87, former Major League Baseball Commissioner. Yep. I, I knew him. I went over, okay, this is a long time ago, but Jim Winters was the head of the uh, all the radio and marketing and everything for the Cincinnati Reds. And on a rather short notice, I called Jim and I said, my wife and I want to come over and see Sunday's game can you fix me up with seats? And he said, sure. And I just thought they'd be anywhere, right? He gave me his personal seats because he wasn't going to be down sitting in that uh, zone that day. He had other responsibilities. And who was sitting next to me? That's right, Bud Sealy. All right, let's see. Who else do we have here? Paul Anka, 80 years old today. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 74. Blues singer and musician Otis Taylor, 73. Frank Stallone, the actor, 71. Actor Delta Burke, sixty-five. Law professor Anita Hill. Remember her? Yes. Sixty-five. Yes. Actor Lisa Kudrow. Kudrow. I think I like her. Fifty eight. Well, you get the point. Always lots of birthdays on any given day. All right, so we can set that paper over there. Folks, I think I need to uh, update you on the uh, coronavirus statistics. I hope that uh, I I, I get good feedback on this. But I I also wonder if there's some people saying, oh, no, not again. But uh, we simply can't ignore this. It's such an important topic. So, all of this information in, um, is collected and released at 2, 2 p.m. Eastern Time daily. So, this is as of 2 p.m. yesterday. In Athens County, we have four new cases yesterday. By the way, the day before it was three. That brings our total now to 5,276 cases. That is, 8% of our population has had it. But uh, that means they've had it at some point, but, you know, it lasts, what, three months or less? So, um, in terms of recovery rate, uh, we have 5,192 people who are now considered recovered which is 98.4% of those that have had it in our county. We've had 60 deaths since this all began, and that that number of 60 has been pretty steady for several weeks. Um, By the way, it began in Athens County on March Seventh of the year twenty twenty. So we're certainly into it almost a year and a half now. Um, let's see um, another little stat I think is interesting where we've had where we where we've had five thousand two hundred and seventy six cases as of today. If we were at the same levels as the state of Ohio, we should have had 1,021 more cases. So, Athens, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Um, The other day we had quite a discussion about, well people that were reluctant to get the vaccine and we were encouraging them to do so. I got a very nice email from a listener who disagreed. Um, And uh, I appreciate what you sent. In fact, I, I need to respond to it, but I haven't had the time lately. Okay, let's move to the state of Ohio. In the state... Of course, we have 11,700,000, I'm rounding it off, population. Uh, Yesterday, there were 1,205 new cases, bringing the total thus far to 1,126,625. Now, of that big number, how many are currently active? 35,425. Subtract that from cases altogether, and that means that 1,091, I'm sorry, 1,091,200 have recovered. That's 96.86%. Um, Let me see, what else did I miss here? So, we have had, um, in the state of Ohio, 20,490 deaths. Uh, there was no new death in the last day or two. And it might even be three days since the last death. Now, I think I covered that well enough. Um. Okay, here's another interesting thing. And I, I failed to mention this in the vaccination part for our county. Thus far in our county, 42.79% have been vaccinated. That's 27,000. 957 people. Which is 42.8%. Statewide, there's been 5,754,522 vaccinated. That percentage is 49.23. So uh, we're at 42%. They're at 49%. the united states just in case you didn't know it there's 333 million people living in this nation february 5th was the of of the year 20 was the first case Now, yesterday, the, the state of Ohio and the um, in the U.S. numbers, well, particularly the U.S. numbers uh, tend to be bigger on Mondays and so on, and a little bit lower on the weekends. And I, I'm guessing that there are some states that are saying we're only going to report Monday through Friday. You know what I mean? hmm Yep. So, uh, yesterday we had um, 7,061 new cases nationwide. Now the day before, we had 1,507. See what I mean? There's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so bringing the total cases in our nation since it all began to thirty-five million four hundred and ninety-four thousand five fifty-one. That's 10.6% of the population. Now. We've had nationwide 628,152 deaths, that's 1.77%. Currently active cases are 5,261,874 or 14.8% of those that got it are currently active. And then the the better figure is those that have recovered twenty nine million six hundred and four thousand five hundred twenty five. That's eighty three point four percent. Vaccinations remember I told you forty nine point two three percent of Ohio has been vaccinated. Nationwide it's forty eight point nine one. So 162,000, I'm sorry, million, 162,806,228 are fully vaccinated. think we need to do the world?
3: Uh, yeah, it's Friday. Okay. So we usually do that on Friday and then again Monday to see where the numbers are.
4: Yeah, but once again, we've I've sort of figured out that the reporting on the weekend is a little more haphazard. Some nations report, others don't. Yeah, a little okay. inaccurate. A little, a little bit misleading if you're looking at trends. Yeah. Okay, so world figures. There were 423 Thousand nine hundred and forty new cases yesterday. Now, please remember, we have seven point eight billion residents in the world, almost point nine. Thus far, we've had one hundred and ninety seven million seventy three thousand and eleven. Cases. That's two and a half percent of the world's population has um, has had it. Now, the active cases worldwide total 14 million fourteen million, four ninety-four thousand, which also means a hundred and seventy-eight million. 368,000 have recovered, that's 90.5%. Now why do those figures not equal 100%? Well there have been fourteen million four hundred and ninety-four deaths. Add those all up and you have 100%. Vaccination level, this one's a little bit worrisome. In terms of being fully vaccinated, only 13.6% of the world has been fully vaccinated. What was that number again? 13.6. That's what I thought you said.
3: That's not many compared to the total population.
4: It's 1,071,923,600 have been fully vaccinated. But again, as I said, we're 7.8 billion population. Almost nine. 7.9. Okay, I think I've beaten that up enough today. Uh, I hope I said it in a way that was understanding, easy to understand it is. Now, Scott, the Olympics, uh, I, I'm sure you're engaged in them, but I, I also know that you've had some fun. Oh, you told me a joke this morning. And I. so <laughs> I, I want you to kind of intersperse some of these crazy things you've discovered. So, and, and then we're going to talk about the wild, wildfires. Okay. So, do one or two that you think are good, and then we'll do some others down the road.
3: Here's uh, probably one of the best ones that our audience can, I- can identify with. Okay. And it goes like this I see you won a silver medal at the Olympics. What's it for? It's for telling knock-knock jokes. And what's that gold medal for? For stopping telling knock-knock jokes. <laughs> okay. <coughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. And the audience might
4: say, gold medal for you guys. Mm, I got it. Let's <laughs> uh, that's, that's, uh, <coughs> lay another one on it. Okay.
3: Um... Why does Cinderella never win the Olympics? And why is that? Well, because she has a pumpkin for a coach and runs away from the ball.
4: Oh, oh, Cinderella runs away from the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe she ran
3: out at midnight. Yeah, yeah. She had to get out of there.
4: Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay, so wildfires. We have had a good bit of coverage of that this year and uh, there's many who have said they're the worst they've ever seen and stuff like that and supposedly there's smoke up in our upper atmosphere that is affecting our light uh, from the sun and so on and some people say the sun at, or <coughs> moon at night is a different color because of it and stuff like that. All sorts of stuff. Well Are wildfires really getting worse? This is an article written by, let's see here, a company by the name of DeHart and Company Public Relations. And they're talking to an expert on this thing, in this topic, whose name is Bill Peckney. Despite what you might have heard, wildfires wildfires are not getting more frequent and severe, says Bill Peckney. And global warming isn't the cause of the ones we're seeing now. We've certainly heard a lot of criticism about global warming effects. Being the cause of it, haven't we? Yes. But he's saying, "Uh-uh," and he's an expert in this area. Well, so let's go on and see what he has to say. Uh, he's located in Midway, Utah. Uh, where is that, right? Well, and let's just go on. Wildfires are raging across the western U.S. And if you didn't know, just watch or click on the news or simply walk out into the smoky haze that's drifted all the way to the East Coast. It may seem like wildfires are more frequent and more severe than they used to be, and you've probably heard global warming is the cause. But, Bill Peckney says, neither fact is true. The popular narrative is that warming temperatures resulting from fossil fuels and one of their combustible byproducts, which is carbon dioxide, CO2, are ramping up wildfires. Um, this is Unfounded. And he's written a book about called A Tale of Two Climates, One Real, One Imaginary. Going on. Nature, in the form of the sun, water, and planetary motion, is in charge of our short-term local weather events and our long-term global climate trends. Not humans or their CO2. And there are empirical... And there is empirical evidence in support of this hypothesis. He he invites readers to take a closer look at what's currently happening in the western United States. We're talking about the area from the Rocky Mountains out to the Pacific Coast. In a nutshell, there are multiple devastating wildfires happening right now. All generate considerable pollutant smoke, small particle uh, particulate matter, in Environmental Policy Agency, EPA parlance. The outlook is for this wildfire situation to continue through the fall of this year, when temperatures dip and rainfall increases. So what is causing all of these wildfires and are they getting worse over time well to 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 determine the answer peckney says we should consider three points humans cause most wildfires yes lightning and high winds that down power lines sometimes play a role but humans not weather or climate, actually ignite the majority of wildfires, whether they are sent intentionally, which is uh, arson or prescribed burns, or accidentally, bad camping habits, vehicle fires, and the like. There are several major contributing causes that ramp up the intensity of wildfires. Well, let's take uh, drought for existence, uh, for instance. Drought conditions that happen naturally and regularly, in spite of 71 percent of the Earth's surface being covered by water, as well as 67 percent cloud cover, or uh, on average, two of the uh, four items. This is number two, periodic natural downslope winds, such as the Santa Ana winds uh, of Southern California and the Diablo winds in Northern California. The third major contributing cause, item C, maintenance issues that result in down power lines and the fires they ignite. And the last one, environmental and or forest management policies that prevent or discourage the thinning or clearing of underbrush that fuel wildfires. Well, we we keep thinking they're getting worse. But here's a chart, and it's hard to show on the radio. Um but it's called acres burned. And the metrics show wildfires aren't getting worse. The best overall metric for wildfire intensity is the number of acres burned annually over the last century of record keeping. And as devastating as wildfires are, the graphic below clearly illustrates that they simply are not getting worse over the long run. So, that's that's. Uh, I'll just give you an example. In 1930, 50 million acres have wildfires in our nation. In 2020, five million. So a ninety percent drop. Nin, ninety five, whatever it is. I can't do my math in my head on the show. Um, it's vastly improved. Now, when did it drop to about that level, 1960? But the years from 1920 to 1960 starts very high and has a sharp curve down, okay? So to conclude, our global climate has trended upward, warmer certainly by roughly one to two degrees Fahrenheit. That over the last century. In contrast, burned acreage from wildfires has trended significantly downward over the same time period. So what's the bottom line? Let's focus on what we can reasonably and affordably do to mitigate the devastation and pollution caused by a wildfire. Tree leaves, not tree leaves, but trees, leave the forest in only two ways, smoke or lumber. Do logging. That creates much-needed fire breaks across roads, clear underbrush for fire prevention. Ch- capture the sequester smoke instead of CO2. Well, um, once again, his name is uh, what did I say? Bill? No, no, no. Yeah, Bill. P-E-K-N-Y. And if you want to Google him, you can certainly get more information. Okay, let's go to our phones here. I haven't been paying. Oops, too late. I wasn't. uh, uh, By the way, I apologize. Um, It used to be that our phones would ring like two or three times or would ring and we could answer it whether it had been ringing for 50 times or once. Now it seems to only give you the chance three or four times, and then it goes dead. We're going to fix that somehow. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. How are y'all this week? We're fine. We're wrapping it up. That's great. I got one for you, Dave. Do it. What's the difference between life and hard? Life and what? Hard hard. Life and hard? Light. Light. L- light. L-I-G-H-T. L- right. What's the difference between light and hard? Um, I give. You can sleep with the light on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you? Y'all have a good weekend. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're going to ponder that most of the weekend, I think. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Explain it, Explain it uh, Scott. Oh, I'll, I'll do
3: my best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> okay. I got to figure it out first.
4: <laughs> yeah. Write it down. Maybe it'll make some Anyway. Between lines
3: and horns. hard sleep i got it
4: okay you do it no it's it's a little bit off color okay okay oh my yeah yeah okay um <laughs> Jeez. dawn <laughs> shame on you okay never mind
3: Folks, we, we can't help you. With I can this. just hear him laughing right yeah, now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have uh, what, three <laughs> minutes left. I brought in a report earlier the states with the best and worst school systems. And let me just tell you that Ohio ranks 30th, West Virginia, 44th. Kentucky nineteenth. Um, that's that's what I'll tell you about that. Then I had another report that I brought in oh, a week or two ago called uh, the most and least oh, phone, stop. the most and least educated cities in America. Okay. So the most educated city, they say, is Ann Arbor, Michigan. Boo his. <laughs> okay. Third ranked is our nation's capital area. Fourth is San Francisco. Okay, but let's get down to our stuff. I thought I highlighted it. Okay, coming in at 59th is... Uh, no, no, no. At 44th is Columbus. At 59th is Cincinnati. At 75th is... No, at 68th is Dayton-Kettering. How are we doing on time? i got a minute yet. Yeah. Uh, Akron comes in 75th. Cleveland-Elyria, 85th. And Toledo, 103rd. Canton-Maslin, 124th. I think that's the end of this. No, the Huntington-Ashland, West Virginia area, 136th. Well, anyway, we'll just leave it at I, I'm I'm generally pleased when Ohio shows up in the middle I'm and it often shows up in the upper thirds uh, Of course what would be disappointing if it's in the lower third?
3: <clears throat> Speaking of Ohio congratulations to former Ohio basketball player Jason Preston yeah. was selected in the NBA draft yesterday
4: bummer but go oh, go man go. Yeah. And uh, the team is In our seventy-first
5: year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM970 m
1: Evans. This is CBS News on the hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Deborah Rodriguez. This
1: really is a different virus than we've seen before.
0: CBS's Dr. David Agus, after the CDC confirms to CBS affiliate WSB Radio, details of a new report on just how dangerous the Delta COVID variant is. WSB Sabrina Cupid. The data from an internal document was confirmed by the CDC this morning. It says the Delta variant is different from previous strains in that it is highly contagious, likely more severe, and that breakthrough infections may be as transmissible as unvaccinated cases. However, the Atlanta based agency stressed that despite the greatly increased transmissibility of the Delta variant, vaccinations are essential for preventing severe disease and death. In fact, the document shows the risk of severe disease or death is reduced tenfold or greater among vaccinated individuals and the risk of infection is reduced threefold. Sabrina Cupid for CBS
1: News Atlanta.
0: They're trying to prevent COVID outbreaks at a four-day music festival underway in Chicago. WBBM-TV's Charlie DeMar.
1: To attend this year's Lollapalooza, fans need more than just a hot ticket.
2: I need a vaccination card in your head.
1: Festival attendees must also show proof of vaccination or negative COVID test within the last three days.
0: U.S. women's soccer players lived to play another day at the Summer Olympics. CBS is Steve Futterman is in Tokyo.
2: The Americans survive a, a tough quarterfinal match with the Netherlands, a knockout match. The U.S. wins in penalty kicks to go on to the semifinals. Top-seeded tennis star Novak Djokovic lost in the semis today.
0: Tornadoes that swept through eastern Pennsylvania left behind a trail of destruction and injured at least five people. A car dealership is in ruins. KYW-TV's Jan Carabio. Some of the cars were picked up and thrown around. One landed right on top of the other in the backside of this parking lot. Signs just ripped away. Millions of families could be forced out of their homes after a nationwide ban on evictions expires tomorrow. The Biden administration says it cannot extend that ban because of a Supreme Court ruling. Evidence of a surge in travel? The State Department having a tough time keeping up with demand for passports. Wait times for new passports and renewals are now up to 18 weeks. A frustrated Marvella Carson lives in Los Angeles. You
6: can't get through. You can't go on their website. You can't get
0: through the phone. Carson is running out of time. I was going to Jamaica for my cousin's wedding.
3: I may not be going to the wedding that I'm supposed to be in.
0: <laughs> Even expedited passport appointments are taking up to three months. Jim Crisula, CBS News. The Dow is down six points. This is CBS News.
1: With Indeed Instant Match, just sponsor a post and immediately receive a short list of quality candidates who.